Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. TCK Potters. Today we have a special episode. It's going to be a quick one, but I want to give a shout out to Paul Borowski and Drew Misick, the two finalists for the inaugural Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast Listener League. These guys made it all the way to the ship, bumped out me, bumped out Curly, bumped out Daniel, and uh, we are going to have to wait for next season. But these guys are in the finals. I want to give them a shout out. I got a quick interview with both of them, Drew and Paul, talking about their fantasy team, talking about their insight before the draft. During the season, going into the finals, I hope you enjoy. Yo, Drew, welcome back, man. I want to check in with you really quick. Uh, you have made it all the way to the uh, the first, uh, the inaugural, I should say, um, Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast Listener League Championship. Uh, congratulations. Well done. Uh, you've pretty much been running the table all year. Uh, you have one tie and one loss the rest have been W's. You've been killing it. Uh, how do you feel about your chances in week 16 here for the championship? Um, I'm feeling good. I mean, you, you can never really trust projections, but I'm projected 15 points more at this point. So I like how that looks. But but I am overall feeling good about um, – Awesome, about brother. Games. Well, what I want to do right now is just give you a shout-out. Uh, you know, again, congratulations for making it to the championship. I want to just basically run down your roster – and uh, just have, you know, get your insights on why you drafted these guys or why you picked them off of waivers or made a trade for them or who you're not playing on your bench. Maybe there's some options that uh, you've overlooked or underlooked or something like that on your bench and just make sure your lineup is uh, top-notch here going into the fantasy championship and uh, wish you well 
going into week 16. Hopefully you can bring it home, man. So if we could, let's just start and go down your roster here. Uh, Pat Mahomes, who, I mean, now we're thinking about it and obviously, duh, but it's interesting because you drafted him in the seventh round, which I think is yeah. phenomenal, frankly. I think most other people drafted him in the 10, 12th, and he was somebody's backup for, you know, Aaron Rodgers or whatever. Uh, you drafted him early, and you were that right. confident in him, huh? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I really wanted to uh, stack him with Hill because I think, I think I drafted Hill in the first or second round. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, third uh, round here for Tyreek yeah, Hill. Third round for Hill. Yeah, and I just I wanted to make sure I locked Mahomes in, and I have a lot of faith in him. And actually, um, last year my wife was the one who really like spotted Mahomes and was like, "This dude is what's up," and um, you know, and she's the one that got me looking at him. And uh, yeah, and 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 Tyreek Hill is one of my favorite players in the NFL. So um, you know, a lot of times I'm, when I'm playing fantasy. I want to have a good team. I also want to have players that I like, like names that I like. So, um, you know. Totally. You want to root for your guys, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, yo, shouts to the misses for, for the scouting report on Mahomes, bro. You, be, you If you win this thing, you best break her off 10% or something. Buy her, buy her, buy her nice dinner yeah. or whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so big up, big up to the misses for, for the good call there. Um, next up, your running back, Alvin Kamara. He's my dog too. I kept him. I'm in the I'm in the League of Record Championship game. Um, he was my keeper from last year. I got him in the tenth round. Kept him in the tenth round. This year, of course, you had to draft him in the first round. Uh, you did sixth overall. Um, why? I know Kamara is your guy, but tell the listeners why specifically you you scooped up Kamara in the first round. Um, I, I mean, basically because I have a lot of faith in him, and I I just you know I I saw his potential. Um, you know, that last year, I definitely saw his potential. I knew he's one of the best running backs in the league, and I felt like he was worth the first-round pick, and he's been... And, of course, that four-game suspension from Mark Ingram didn't hurt either, huh? No, that was uh, <laughs> definitely helpful. And, I mean, Ingram's not eating into too much of what Kamara's doing. He's definitely had a better first yeah. half of the season, but, you know... He's Absolutely, yeah. Kamara, as it stands right now in our league settings for the Listener League, he's number four running back. On the season, Patrick Mahomes, number one quarterback, obviously. Next up, you're firing up Elijah McGuire, who, of course, is a uh, is a um, you know kind of a late season uh, situation here. Um, I he's been a waiver pick. I actually had him earlier in the season. I dropped him. Daniel picked him up, dropped him. Now you have him firing him up. You're pretty confident with him going up against Green Bay this week. You know. I, I'm not super confident with him. I'm just hoping he's he's gonna make it happen. I, I feel like I don't know, I feel like it could go either way with him. He I'm he's one of the people on my roster that Okay, fair enough. And then uh, we talked about Tyreek Hill already, but of course he's he's the dog and only takes one one for him. Next up you've got Juju. Uh the the combo of, of Tyreek Hill and Juju man has been outrageous this whole season. Tyreek Hill's the number three receiver. Yeah. Juju's the number eight receiver. Juju just came out uh yesterday morning with kind of a groin strain in practice looks like he's gonna play he should be fine new orleans gives up the pass of course they're 32nd uh against the pass as far as fantasy points are concerned um a any concern that his injury is going to be more than it seems to be now and b if he's healthy you're 100 percent fully confident in juju i have to imagine 
Yeah, I'm I'm fully confident in him. I, I don't I'm not worried about his groin injury. I feel like he's going to be 100% on game day and I feel like That's awesome. Next up you got David Njoku who's been off and on all season. He's the number 12 tight end on the season. Uh looks like you drafted him in the 8th round, which is another nice pick. So you went uh Mahomes and Njoku back to back. Why did you pick uh Njoku at that point during the draft? Of course the big guys are gone, but I have to imagine there was some deeper guys available um that you you could have scooped up why Njoku well I feel like um I, I mean, it's hard to think back then in the draft and why I did it um but I know Def uh Njoku had a really good uh preseason and he, he was just he was looking good to me and he was a player I wanted to put on my roster um I remember when I was drafting I was drafting mostly running backs I, I think other than Hill and Schuster and I feel like I don't know. I wanted to, um, you know, I wanted to um, draft players outside of um, running backs and, and wide receivers and just get a good team and swoop people that I wanted before other people were going to take them while they're still drafting. Running Great backs call there. Great call to, to go early. I know that Curly did that with James Conner um, in the league as well and was able to uh, scoop him up late. So that's a that's a good move there. Uh, your flexes are Matt Breida and Mohamed Sanu. Matt Breida, of course, is a no-brainer, assuming he's healthy, but he's never healthy. Um, my goodness, yeah, man, he left again last week. Uh, he, he's yeah, healthy right, enough, and uh, Matt but... Breida was your ninth-round pick. Um, now he faces the Chicago Bears, uh, which is, frankly, a terrible matchup, but he is a starting running back, um, gets his fantasy points. He's number 21 on the season and has missed some time. Are you confident in Breida, or are you just kind of firing him up because he's your best option? Yeah, firing him up because he's my best option. Um, you know, Brita along with McGuire are, um, you know, the most the people I'm most nervous about in my Sure, and I think sure. this would be a good time to note that yeah. you actually did have Devonta Freeman, who you drafted in the second round, who, of course, went down early. Um, so he was kind of out, so you had to go with it. I mean, Devonta Freeman basically played two games this season and didn't do much. So you had to kind of patch work there, so. Nice pickup on Matt Breida, though, has had definitely some bigger games. And uh, Mohamed Sanu against Carolina, who shut down the Saints last week. Mohamed Sanu, the, the third or fourth option uh, for Atlanta. Um, you also have Taylor Gabriel on the bench. I see that you have Deion Lewis. Uh, you have Tim Patrick, uh, Zach Zenner, maybe some other flex options. Why did you go with Mohamed Sanu? Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually – I've been contemplating switching out um, – Sanu with Dion Lewis, um, but I'm also paying attention to Brita's yeah. condition, and um, and I might uh, play Lewis and Sanu. It might be Sanu and Sanu and Lewis or Brita and Lewis. Um, I'm just paying attention, and then like I grabbed some people. Um, I grabbed Patrick from Denver and Zach Zenner, um, basically just to um, pull them away from people. I don't. Uh, Zach Zenner is a player that I really like. And I feel like last year, towards the end of the season, he started killing it. And I feel like um, he's, he's one of those players like Matt Patricia. He's coming from New England, and New England's style is to kind of hold some of their running backs um, out for the beginning of the season and then play fresh running backs towards the end of the season. And I feel like Matt Patricia might be coming with some of that um, – strategy and so i feel like zach zenner could be a sleeper he's probably just gonna sit there but um i picked him up 
mainly so nobody no, else. Nice playing a little defense, Bo. <laughs> defense was championships. That a boy. Yeah. I like it. Cool. Uh, your Definitely. defense, the Houston Texans, a second defense on the year going up against Philadelphia. Uh, of course, Philadelphia has been up and down. They have Nick Foles. This defensive line for the Texans has been nasty. Um, have you been riding the Texans for the whole season? Are you a stream defense guy? What's your What's your deal on defenses? Yeah, I've just I've been riding the Texans the the whole season. Um, I can't remember. I don't think I I picked up a different D and, and switched them out when they had a no. Looks like looks player. like you had you drafted them in the eleventh round and you've been riding them all season, man. I got to give you kudos there. So. <laughs> Shout out, man! Yeah, I like you buddy. sticking sticking to your guns. And then my dog, best player on the 49ers, Robbie Gold, is your kicker. Nice work there, man. I thought that was a great pickup. Of course, last week he had four field goals. He's a beast. Um, number seven kicker on the season. You drafted him as well in the 12th round. I like that pick a lot against the Bears. They get shut down. Anybody on your uh, your bench that you're considering playing? You mentioned Deion Lewis already. I can't imagine you're going to go Baker over Mahomes. Uh, but anybody else on your bench that you're considering, or is that pretty much your lineup? Uh, it's pretty much my lineup. Deion Lewis is the only other person that I think that could squeeze his way into there. Um, uh, Taylor Gabriel is possible if, like, you know, something happened to Smith Schuster or, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, I think Deion Lewis. I really wish Eckler wasn't doubtful because uh, sure. I'd love to play him, um, even with Gordon coming back. Um, but, yeah. I think Deion Lewis is the only possible person on my bench to. Righteous, brother. Before we get out of here, why don't you run down your starting lineup one more time? All right. Let's see what we got. Quarterback, Pat Mahomes. Running backs, Alvin Kamara and Elijah McGuire. Wide receivers, we got Tyreek Hill, Juju Smith-Schuster. Tight end, we have Flexes, we got Matt Breida, Muhammad Sanu, Texans for defense, and Robbie. Good. Give me your receivers one more time. You cut out just really quick there. Oh, okay. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Beautiful. Right on, brother. Well, you have an 11-1-1 record. You've been riding the front seat the whole season. Paul, who you're playing in the second uh, in the championship, has been in second place. So the two best teams are in the championship. Unfortunately, I'm not one of them, but I wish you guys both luck. Thank you so much for playing this year, man. It's been a blast, and uh, good luck. We'll check back in with you next week for DFS and to check in on your fantasy championship. But safe travels, brother, and uh, Merry Christmas, and good luck. Likewise, man. Yeah, thanks for uh, including me in the, in the uh, league this year, man. It's been awesome. <laughs> right on, brother. Later. Okay, we just heard from Drew. Let's switch gears and check in with Paul. All right, Paul. Nice to have you on, man. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing so well. Uh, you and I go way, way back. Um, elementary school, of course, uh, Daniel, you and I went to uh, elementary school together, and we've been buddies for, shit, well over 20 years. Uh, played baseball together in high school and uh, certainly go way, way back. So I appreciate you being uh, in the league the last couple of years. Um, this year, making it all the way to the uh, championship game. Congratulations there. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um, so I, I wanted to just kind of recap your season. Uh, I've, I've talked to Drew as well, and just want to kind of, you know, get you guys a big ups for, uh, first of all, knocking out the three hosts of the podcast. <laughs> you, yeah. guys, you guys got rid of us, so congratulations. Um, and uh, just go through your team here and, and see, hopefully you can take this down uh, this weekend and, and get into it. So first off, um, you had the number two seed, which is great. And you got that first round by, which of course is clutch. Um, and it uh, looks like you started off the season actually pretty shaky. Uh, you were 0-3 to start and then rallied off three wins. 
So you were 500 going into week seven, lost that week, and then rallied off five in a row and lost the last game of the season, but you were able to get that by and uh, ended up beating uh, Tony DeRuta uh, in the semis last week by two points. So you were able to, to sneak, sneak by there and find yourself in the championship, man. How are you feeling about your team overall this season? Looks like it's been pretty up and down for you. Yeah, I think it was pretty shaky. Like you said, I missed the first three weeks, and then uh, I lost seven and 13. Um, it was pretty tough, and if you actually look at the numbers, I actually have the second least points in the league. So I'm pretty lucky. I mean, after those first three weeks, I just kind of started winning and got that momentum, and that's pretty much how I got to the finals. And so it's all about, man. I mean, you know how it is. Like, obviously, this is just kind of like, you know, we don't have physical power over this. This is all preparation and mostly luck but a lot of nfl teams actually do this too where they just kind of go up and down but basically if you get into the playoffs anything can happen right so you're able to you're able to back in the playoffs here and and got that uh got that win but yeah you're right you actually what's kind of it's just crazy looking at this you have the same amount of points for yourself as you do against 1575 scored and given up uh, for you, which I just think is crazy. Usually it's lopsided one way or the other. So um, right. let's get into your team, man, really quick and, and just roll through your roster and uh, see if you have any um, predicaments. You maybe just either want some advice on or just want to talk through or something. Um, and then uh, we can just kind of preview your team and get you rolling here. Uh, you're eight and five. Drew is 11, one and one. Uh, Missick has been steamrolling everybody this year. However, you were the only team to actually beat him. Uh, early in the season this year so hopefully uh, you can get a second round in this one um tom brady is your quarterback which uh i bet felt shaky the last couple weeks but he's looked good um uh, as of late which is nice and it doesn't look like you have another quarterback option outside of Jameis winston are you confident with tom brady here going up against the bills i think i'm pretty confident with tom brady i did actually get winston uh, later in the league and i played him like and maybe week 11, 12, 13, something like that, because Tom Brady seemed to not be doing very well. So I did actually replace him for a while. But I'm feeling pretty confident about Tom Brady going through into the finals. Yeah, and he generally takes care of the Bills, so so I, I think he'll be okay there. And then your boy, Leonard Fournette, um, <laughs> that's been a roller coaster, huh? How have you been feeling about him? And are you comfortable this week playing against Miami, who has a terrible rush defense, but Fournette has been up and down himself this year? Yeah, he's been really shaky, and I think I was lucky because I drafted Mark Ingram, which who obviously didn't play till like week four or five, and I think that was about the same time that Leonard Fournette kind of went down, so I was able to sort of sub Mark Ingram in for Fournette at that point in the league. That's kind of why I just kept Fournette on my bench, and luckily he came back. Yeah, that was huge. He had his biggest games, obviously, week 10, 11, and 12, uh, scoring over 20 fantasy points for you, which is big, but he's been down these last couple of weeks, man. He's getting the touches, but he's not getting the yards or scoring um we'll see if he's able to keep you know some efficiency up but uh it'll be interesting to see how he goes chris carson is an absolute machine that's a great grab right there um looks like you drafted him in the seventh round uh what was your process going into the draft about chris carson did you just like the potential work share of course you know if we if we think about draft season a fantasy draft season they just drafted rashad penny in the second round. And a lot of people thought Rashad Penny was going to come in and be the starter right away. Uh, were you confident with Chris Carson before obviously he exploded in the season, but how are you feeling with him coming in? I think I just got kind of lucky. You know, I, I was last to draft. So I had the 12 and 13th pick and I was just kind of just trying to take who was left. Uh, that's, that was pretty much what I did. I took Fournette and Brady really early and Ingram and kind of just got lucky with what happened this season. 
Right. There you go. And then uh, Keenan Allen, obviously another uh, early pick in the second round. Um, he's been a he's been a beast as of late, but he's a little bit injured with a hip. Uh, looks like he will play this week, but he's going up against Baltimore. It could be a tough matchup there. Robbie Anderson's coming on late, which is awesome. Eric Ebron has been come out of nowhere, man. That's been insane uh, for the preseason with him basically being the backup to Doyle, but he's been great. And then Mark Ingram, as you mentioned, uh, has been awesome. Have you been happy with Mark Ingram's standpoint? Of course, Alvin Kamara's over there, and actually Missick has Kamara too, so it'll be interesting to see which running back gets the bulk of the, the work this week. But um, Mark Ingram's been solid for you. Yeah, I think he's been pretty solid. And I want to say that I actually picked up Robbie Anderson last week. It's because uh, Harrison Butker only got four points and Keenan Allen went down. So I already had two players to play and I literally had a total of four points. So I was like, what I need to do is pick someone that's capable of getting a lot of points. And Robbie Anderson actually hasn't had that good of a season, but I know that he is capable of having a really big game. So I was like, I'm just going to pick up Robbie Anderson and play him. Just hope he gets those points. And he scored 22 for me and brought me actually that win. So I just feel really lucky that I kind of, just went on a whim and picked him up and played him last week. Well, and you needed many points. I remember following along to your matchup, you were down for quite a bit. And, uh, you know, getting that 22 points from Robbie Anderson was massive. You only won your match by two. So that was a huge opportunity for you there. So great, uh, great management there of the waiver wire uh, for sure. And um, obviously picking up uh, Ingram, or I'm sorry, Ebron too. Um, Curly picked him up early in the season, uh, but he dropped him and you picked him up right away after that. And he's been, really probably carrying your team a little bit. He, I have him in our league of record that we play in, and he's definitely been carrying my team in that one. He's just been unbelievable to tight end position this year. Um, Kalen Balazs, who's somebody that I was really high on, still am high on uh, in the preseason, and I actually made a prediction early in the preseason that he was actually going to end up being the number one running back for the Dolphins. Of course, that didn't pan out, but I think we can all agree that Kenyon Drake is not uh, getting the workload that we all expected. And Frank Gore, until he got hurt, just never went away. Um, I'm starting Kalen Balazs in my championship game as well for the league of record. How confident are you about Kalen Balazs going up against Jacksonville? I think it's definitely a risk. I mean, I have James White and Theo Riddick both projected to score more points than him, but I saw the game last week and I think he looks really solid. So I think I can confidently think that he's going to score a bunch of points this week. So we'll see. Awesome. I, I agree with you, and I hope you're right, man. We're both pulling for him, so <laughs> go Balazs. And I'm basically just, yeah. just counting on Adam Gase continuing to throw shade on uh, on Kenyon Drake. For some reason, they don't play him. I'm not a Drake hater. They're just not giving him the work for some reason. So, Kalen Balazs, hopefully you can step it up. That'd be great. And then Browns defense, man. I love to see this. I've been loving the Browns all season. I got Baker in my league of record. Stoked on that. And the Browns have been playing very, very well. The Bengals are shot. Um, there's a ton of defenses here. You have the Jacksonville defense on your bench and you're feeling confident about the Browns, huh? I just picked them up and I'm about to play them and I think they can do pretty well against Miami. So we'll see how that goes. That's awesome, man. And then Kaimi Fairbairn, who's <laughs> easily the best kicker in the league, 22 points last week. Unbelievable. Um, absolutely killing it, dude. So, so great, uh, great grab with him. And then on your bench, you have Michael Crabtree, Jaguars, James White, Theo Riddick, Harrison Butker, James Winston, and Evan Ingram. All of those players, arguably, with the exception of maybe um, Theo Riddick uh, and Crabtree, the rest of those guys are potentially starters on other teams. Um, you're feeling confident with uh, with who you have in your starting lineup here. Are there any potential swaps you might have last minute? What if Keenan Allen sits? What is your move at that point? I was actually thinking of playing Ingram over Balazs, but I think I'm going to go with Balazs because I know uh, Odell Beckham's hurt, so Evan Ingram, I think, will have a pretty good week, but... I mean, it's totally a gamble on there with whether Bellagio or Ingram is going to score more points this week. 
Totally. And, and usually a running back is a good idea. And and it looks like Kalen Balaj will, or at least on paper, he's set up to be the number one back uh, there in Miami for now. So we'll see what happens. But um, going up against Mystic again, he's, he's kind of been the powerhouse for the season. But uh, last year, um, where did you finish last year? In the, in the middle of the pack or in the back of the pack? I forget. I think I did get into the playoffs, but maybe lost the first week. Lost the first week. Okay. Um, yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, I, I really appreciate you being a part of the league, and uh, it's been fun to have you. Of course, again, you know, our we go we go way back. Um, One other thing as, I did want to say okay. is that oh yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I think it was funny that Ebron he kept scoring a bunch of points this year, and his his uh-huh. average kept going up. It was like his average was like nine, and then ten, eleven, twelve, fourteen. But they they kept projecting him to get only get like seven or eight points up until like week twelve or thirteen, which I thought was really funny, even though his average was so high. I think that's just – I think it's just straight up on, like, people don't believe this shit's going to continue. Right. I mean, think about it. Like, nobody did, right? I mean, if you look at his stat line, he has three catches in most of his games. He has one game with nine, one game with ten. The rest are five or fewer, okay? He has 100 yards in one game, and he has 80 in another. Every other game is 70 or fewer. He was just catching so many touchdowns with Doyle out and T.Y. Hurt and Marlon Mack Hurt. Uh, and Naeem Hines not really stepping up the way they thought he was going to, and Andrew Luck just, frankly, coming back much healthier than I thought he was going to be. Um, so I, I think that's a great call, uh, but it's not surprising because the ESPN you know, stats or whatever, they're basically based on what they think is going to happen projections-wise, but they're usually way off either way. <laughs> Guys right. usually way outperform them or underperform them, uh, but Ebron, dude, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at your sheet here. 31 points in week uh, five, 27 in week 10, 20 in week 12, 16 the last two weeks. Just one last week, of course, but he had two terrible drops. Um, he's a beast, man. I hope he goes off for you. Uh, I've got him in the league of record, too, but I think that's a great pickup. And again, a waiver wire guy, man. Like, you've got a couple guys on your team right here in the championship you picked up in the waivers who could potentially win you this league, which is which is incredible. And even if you don't win, you've made it to the semifinals, which is, is quite impressive with, you know, at this point of the year, very few teams are actually with all of the guys that they drafted, you know? Definitely. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome, man. Well, I wish you luck. Um, do you have any other comments before we, we skip off here? No, I think thanks. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, you got it brother. And hopefully uh, we can get you in again next year. And I'd love to pull you on for another regular podcast uh, when the season goes on next year, if you're interested. Yeah, definitely. Sounds great. All right, brother. Thank you so much, man. Good luck. All right. Thank you. All right, buddy. Cheers. Later. All right. Awesome interview with both Paul and Drew today. Appreciate their time. Good luck to both of you guys. Thank you to everyone that participated in this year's fantasy football draft through the TCK pod. We're going to have another one next year with the Listener League. If you were listening in this year and you weren't involved with the draft, make sure you reach out to us via DM on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids or via the email address tckpod at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Let us know that you want to be in the Listener League. And when we open up submissions next summer, we can make sure to put your name in the hat and draw out. Good luck in week 16. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you get your questions in immediately if you need some help. Go get those championships, family. For Dana Sancato, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.